Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. So, uh, preaching on compassion. Um, interesting subject. Uh, tell you what, if you Google compassion in, in, a, in a Bible app, there are reams of scriptures about compassion, and they all talk about the nature of God. And uh, that's my first thing: is that God compassion number one is God's nature. You know, the scripture says in uh, I think it's one of the small John books, or maybe the book of John, that God is love. Um, it's not God doesn't have love; God is love. Everything about God is love. And therefore, everything about God's nature is compassion. So his nature is just full of compassion. Um, so we have a, a scripture coming up, and I've got a few others as well. Um, you could literally spend days reading about the compassion of God. So the first scripture, I think, is Psalm 116, verse 5. Yep. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. So, you know, if you, if you need some compassion, God is full of it. There's nothing lacking. There is no lack in God. You know, we, we um, live in a, we're familiar with lack, aren't we? We're familiar with difficulties and problems. But in God, there's none of that. Um, let me just give you another scripture. Psalm 145, verse 9. It says, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. I'll give you another one. In Lamentations, by the way, if you're prone to negativity, don't read Lamentations. You know, the guy was very depressed in this book. So don't, you know, don't go there for a lot of comfort. But in Lamentations 3, verse 22, it says, because of the Lord's great love for us, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. To me, that speaks of salvation. You know, we are not consumed. We are not under God's judgment. Anybody happy about that? If you're born again, you're no longer under judgment. You have been set free from that by the grace of God. You're no longer guilty of all the things that you did before you found Jesus. So don't feel guilty about them because you are no longer guilty. The scripture tells us that God has um, put our, seas, our, our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Is anybody happy about that one? Glad to be there. Really glad that God has um, forgiven all my sins. So I won't let the enemy um, dictate to me and make me feel bad about anything that I did that's been forgiven. Because God does not even remember. He chooses to forget it. I think that's a miracle in itself. Amen. And let me just give you another, Isaiah 49, verse 13. Shout for joy, O heavens, rejoice, O earth, burst into song, O mountains, for the Lord comforts his people. A few people need that this week. The Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Amen. So compassion is God's nature. God is compassion. Uh, compassion is not just a charity, a Quite often we hear the word compassion, we think of charitable works or charitable organizations, and those are doing some great work. But it's much more than that. Compassion is the very nature of God. 
Uh, and through the Holy Spirit, we've been given that nature. So the nature of God lives inside of us, amen? So we have the potential and the ability to be compassionate and to show God's compassion to others. I think it's good news. Compassion is also love in action. You know, whenever God, we say that God is compassionate or God is compassion, God showed it. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave. He took action. Compassion is, is love in action. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find a scripture here. I don't know why I took the glasses off. I'm reading a large print Bible with glasses on. <laughs> Things are getting really bad. I need some healing here. Bear with me. Right, we're moving on to Jesus. So Matthew, in Matthew 9... Verse 35 to 38, it says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So Jesus saw the crowds, he saw their situations, and he had compassion on them. And God is a God of action. God, God is constantly looking towards us um, to, to actually see how he, he can bless us. Um, I had something happen this week that I've been, that la, this time last week I was worried about. Uh, and this time now, God's fixed it. He sorted it, you know, and almost overnight, something, something good came into my life and it, it sorted this problem out for me. Because God is looking to be compassionate to us. Amen? You know, I think quite often we forget that as, as, you know, we get bogged down. When you're in a circumstance, sometimes you get bogged down in it, and it's hard to see the way out. I think that's one of the reasons why we need each other, you know? The Scripture says that we mourn with those who mourn. We rejoice with those who rejoice. You know, we need others to come alongside us. And I feel, on this subject of compassion, I really feel that if we cry out in our hearts to the Lord today, to, to make me compassionate. I'm not the most compassionate person in the world at this moment. I have, we have a thing in our family, it's known as Northern Irish sympathy, which is basically whatever you do to yourself, you'll be all right. You know, you, you, your leg's hanging off, you'll be all right, you've got another leg, stop moaning. That's our, that's our sort of uh, our Northern Irish non-sympathetic attitude to things. We have since learned a lot though, haven't we, Chris? Especially the wife, there's no sympathy there at all. But, um, yeah. So that's, a, you know, you'll be all right. But God is looking for that too. Um, he's looking to bless us in every area. So whenever Jesus came, you know, the Bible says he came to, to serve, not to, to rule over us. He came to, to save that which was lost. He saw the crowd and he had compassion on the whole crowd. And in Matthew 20, so I'll read Matthew 14. In Matthew 14, on verse 14, Jesus it was in the boat, and he says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, 
He had compassion on them and healed their sick. And of course we know that was the heart of Jesus and the heart of God is to meet our needs. Um, something we're all still learning about how do we be Jesus to people? How do we work on the same kind of anointing, the same kind of compassion, the same kind of level of power? And I think that's, that's a really... It begins in the heart. Compassion, it's not something that we should get guilt-tripped into. Compassion is something that we have to ask. Say, Lord, give me your heart for people so that when I see their situation, I will have compassion. And also give me the anointing and the power to fix it, to sort it out. Give me that anointing of your Holy Spirit. That's why we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, so that we can um, cut through the barriers and the difficulties and the problems that people are having and get to the heart of the matter and help people. Amen? And I think it's, um, when we come to church, are we, are we coming to church going, Lord, I need something from you today? Or, which is fine. I've been in church and I've said to God, you need to talk to me today. And he always does. It'll come from somewhere. But also, do, do I come to church thinking, who needs what I've got today? Who needs my prayer? Who, who's sick? Who's, who's, who's oppressed? Who's destitute? Who's desperate? And what, what have I got, Lord, through your Holy Spirit to give to that person? And that's where I have to have the compassion. I believe um, that compassion, if we listen to the Holy Spirit, we switch that on and we also switch it off. But the Lord's calling us, I think, to switch, switch our compassion on and be those compassionate people. You know, we want to win the world, don't we? We want to influence. We want to build the kingdom. You know, we ultimately want everybody to go to heaven, to be with God. And uh, we have to switch it on, which is, brings me to my next point. Uh, well, I'll just read Mark 8, verse 2 first. Um, sorry, let me read Matthew. Matthew 20, verse 34. Jesus had compassion on them. This is two blind men came to him and they, and they said, what do you want? And they said, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, immediately they received their sight and followed him. Jesus met their need and they followed him. He won them. You want to win souls? Meet the need. Whatever the need is, do your best to meet the need and, and people will follow Jesus. Some people will just take it and walk away. But there are those who will be so impacted by what you have to give them in God that they will begin to follow Jesus. Amen? You know, and this is the thing, we all have it. Um, another scripture in Mark 8, verse 2. There was a large crowd there, and Jesus says to his disciples, I notice that Jesus said to his disciples, he didn't say, I'll sort this out. He said to his disciples, what are we going to do here? He said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. Remember, Jesus was hungry as well. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. Jesus was worried about their practical needs, their food, their hunger. And he said to his disciples, and he's still saying to his disciples, what are we going to do about this? Yeah? Do you ever... You, We've all heard that, why doesn't God statement, haven't we? Oh, why doesn't God do this? You know, somebody once said to his friend, 
Um, I wanted to ask God why he didn't do something about all the suffering in the world. And his friend said to him, well, why didn't you ask him? He said, I was afraid he would ask me the same question. And I think that's quite a valid point. If God isn't doing something about a situation on earth, it's because he's called us to do it. He hasn't forgotten about people. And you know, you, can't, you will not walk too far till you find someone with a deep need. And you think, well, why is God not fixing this? Because it's our job. And like, you're probably like myself, I've failed at it many times, but I've also succeeded. Amen. So the Lord is wanting us to have this compassion. So compassion is love in action. Compassion also equips itself. You know, compassion, if you really want to have compassion, you go and learn how to do the thing that God wants you to do. There's plenty of places to train in, in any form of ministry. You know, a lot, some, you know, just to be friendly doesn't take a lot of training, does it? But just to be a, a hospitable person, just to be whatever, but whatever the person needs, the Lord is calling us if we have some compassion. First of all, we, I think I'm, I must ask myself, if I'm not doing this um, enough, then first of all, I need a change of heart. I need, the, I need the compassion of God to melt my heart so that I have that compassion for people. Paul the Apostle said that it was the love of Christ that compelled him. He, was, he felt literally driven by the love of Christ. It, it compelled him. It actually compelled Paul to stay on earth because Paul knew that he was going to die and he wanted to go. You know, he wanted to go to Jesus. But he actually decided to stay for the sake of the church and for the sake of the world for the sake of his ministry. So, you know, compassion equips itself. Um, Colossians 3 is a good scripture. Uh, is it there yet? Yep. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This says as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. There's your security right there, right? And then he says, clothe yourselves. Clothe yourselves. You know, when you go to do a job, you have specific, like, clothings and tools and stuff like that, don't you? You know, it's like um, a painter. You know, I think painters' clothes are lovely overall. You know, but sorry. Ooh, come on. We need somebody on the drums, don't we? You know, you have to clothe yourself with the equipment. And the Lord said, clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness. And you have to literally be, a, I think, just, you've got to say to yourself, I am, right, Lord, I'm clothing myself. You have to do it in faith. I'm clothing myself with compassion now, Lord. I believe, according to your word, Lord, that I have the power to help people in any situation. Because I have the same Holy Spirit that did everything Jesus did. Therefore, whatever the need is, I've already got your answer. And, and so have you. We have the answer. We are the answer to the world. Remember I preached last year and talked about we are, we are the answer to the national health situation. The healing power of God. We are the answer to 
to the, um, the social problems in, in our town. We're the, we are the answer to everything because the same God, the same spirit that lived in Jesus lives inside of us. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Therefore, I have an answer for every problem. And so have you. Anyone feel a weight of responsibility coming on them? Yeah. Zechariah 7, 9 is an instruction from God. Zechariah 7, 9 says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. So when God speaks, listen. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Yeah? We've got to show compassion to one another. We've got to be... Um, that person, you know, when something hits us, you know, I'm always reminded of that old scripture in Proverbs, it says a wise man overlooks an offense. If you overlook an offense, you'll never be taken by it. You'll never be, it'll never ruin your day because you overlook it. Because offenses will come, didn't Jesus say? Offenses will come, yeah? Not if they come, he said when they come. But, but the scripture tells me a wise man overlooks an offense. There's a compassionate act. You get offended by something, Brush it off, yeah? Don't let it take root and feed off your emotion. So compassion equips itself. Acts 3, verse 6. I can, now, if anybody was there last week, Dave Campbell mentioned the, the healing of the guy who was at the, the beautiful gate. And this guy had been crippled literally his whole life, couldn't walk at all. Peter and John turn up, and uh, he's looking for money because his whole life... Is, is about, he's, you know, he, he's in his situation, right? He, this is who he is. This is his identity. All he can do is ask for money because he can't walk. But Peter and John turn up and he looks to them for money. And it, was, it must have been some day for this guy. And Peter and John, Peter said to him, I don't have silver and gold. I have no money on me. But what I have, I give you. And he grabs him by the hand and he pulls him up. and says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he, he leapt up, immediately healed and strengthened, as Dave said last week. His muscles were immediately strengthened. He had never walked in those legs. And then all of a sudden he could walk. That's incredible stuff. The point of that is, Peter said, what I have, I give you. Right? There's a scripture, uh, there's a the there's one thing that John the Baptist said. He said, if you have two shirts and somebody has no shirt, you give them your shirt. Give them one of your shirts. You know, it's an example of, you know, kindness. There's another scripture that says about, um, don't say to somebody, oh, have a good day and be blessed and be on your way and have a nice day. When the person has need, when you have it with you now, you know, you have it with you now. If that person was, say, for example, starving to death and you've got money in your pocket, you have a good day, you know. No, you have it with you now. Feed them. Meet their needs, yeah? Peter said, what I have, I give you. What have we got? What have you got, church? Anybody know what you've got? Huh? Somebody yell something out, be daring. Holy Spirit, revelation at last. You have and I have 
the same Holy Spirit that Jesus operated under, that Peter and John operated under. So we've got to give that to the world in whatever, they, whatever form of need there is, the, whatever the circumstance demands, we have got the answer. Compassion equips itself. Compassion doesn't go, that's not my ministry. Well, then you're not saved. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, it's his ministry, therefore it's your ministry. All right? It's time to get rid of specialists in church and, and superstars and all of that. Every Christian with the same Holy Spirit can do everything that Jesus did. All right? But we've just got to do it, try it, fail, succeed, fail, succeed. You know, most success is built on lots of failure. Yeah? I've failed in a lot of things in life and I've succeeded in some things. But persistence is the answer. Yeah? So the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. All right? So clothe yourselves. That's what the Lord, you know, that's what Peter said to him. What I have, I give you. So it's a, it's a matter of just getting, you know, um, what is it a matter of? It's a matter of believing and asking God for a revelation of what you already have. Because, you know, people, are, people go to conferences, don't they? I don't mind a little conference. You can sit in the presence of God and worship. It's good. But sometimes you see people go and they come back and they're all, they're all happy and, and it's wow, amazing. And a week later, they're just back to where they were. And really, all that was was an emotional high. But, but the Lord's wanting to instill into the church who we are in Christ and what we're capable of. Yeah? Like I say, we are the answer to the national health problem. We're the answer to all of these things. It's all in the scripture. But we must make an actual decision. Lord, I'm not helping people. I need your compassion so that I will be compelled to find out how to do this stuff. Yeah? And let me tell you something about, because we do get wrapped up in our suffering, don't we? Um, I'll give you a testimony. Many of you know, about a year and a half, two years ago, I hurt my back really bad. Um, couldn't walk for four weeks, crying like a baby. You know, that it was, I called it grown man crying pain. And it literally was that, it was just agony. But anyway, I, I just kept getting prayer. When I could finally move again, I kept getting prayer. Done the medical thing, went the osteopath. Got pray. Everybody I met, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. You've got to be persistent. So I got prayed for and prayed for and prayed for and prayed for loads of times. Eventually, 10 months later, I get healed. I got prayed for on Monday. I wake up on Thursday morning. I'm completely healed. That was a year ago. I'm still healed. The bit that was sore never gets sore. The rest of it can get sore just from, you know, like work and stuff. But it's like there's a seal on that and God's going, no, that's really, really healed. Not just healed, it's really healed. Permanently healed, right? Took 10 months. So you have to be persistent. In the meantime, while I'm getting prayed for and carrying on a light, everybody who's back I prayed for got immediately healed. That's weird, isn't it? 
So in your pain, in your suffering, you can learn compassion. I have such compassion now for people with bad backs. I have a, I have a, I have a new foundation in my heart for people who suffer from that. And what that does, it gives me more faith to see the miracle. You see what I mean? So I want to encourage you, turn your suffering into good. Turn your pain into good, into power. You know, don't, don't wallow in your suffering. Don't wallow in your loss and your pain. Turn it round and, and, and God will use it. Amen? So that's, some, that's you know, that's on compassion. Last one is compassion restores. Luke 15, verse 20. It's a well-known scripture that's coming up. This is the story of the prodigal son. We all know the story of the prodigal son, don't we? It's the picture of the heart of God. Um, the son took the money. He basically said to his dad, you know, by his actions, he said, I wish you were dead and I had your money. He asked for his inheritance up front, which was just a horrible thing to do. You know, and his dad gave, them, gave him the money and off he went. He spent it on prostitutes and whatever else and wasted it and squandered it. You know, wine, women and song, as they say. Um, he had plenty of friends, I'm sure, during that time. And once the money was gone, he had nothing, nothing. And he ended up feeding the pigs, which for a Jew was a disgrace. But it's, he, he, he came to his senses, it says, and he said, I'll go back to my father, and he basically begged for mercy, and I'll, I'll, maybe my father will give me a job. I'm not, I'm not worried to be a son anymore. I, might, I could be a servant or just work in his field. Anything's better than this. Yeah, I tell you what, God has a way of humbling us, hasn't he? So he got up and he went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And if we know the story, we know that the father ran um, to him. See, the father didn't know when he was coming back, but the father was out there standing every day and every night, watching to see where the son is, looking and hoping and praying and, and wanting to see the son come back. That is the heart of God. You know, God is looking across the whole world and he longs for them to come in. He longs for the children, the lost, because everybody who doesn't know Jesus to God is a lost child who he wants to come to him. Amen? And he wants to show his compassion through us to that world so that we can show people the heart of the Father. It also applies to if you've moved away from God, if you've gone far away. Do you know what? We, we sort of go away from God, but God never goes away from us. It's hard to get away from somebody who lives inside you. you know? But there is that, sometimes you can get a coldness and a hardness of heart. And, you know, and that, this is the, the, always, God is still looking out for you and wanting you to come closer, to come in. He wants to put a feast on in the house. He wants you to come back to him. So I just want to encourage you to, if that applies to you, you know you can respond to God today. But uh, you might want to respond and say, Lord, yeah, I, I really do need some compassion. I need your, to soften, you know, what does it break my heart for what breaks yours, a song says. So allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart today and, um, you know, equip yourself with compassion. Put it on like a cloak. You know, in, in faith, put the compassion on and allow God to use you. Amen. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.com.
comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.